Welcome to Animorphs Anonymous, the podcast where we casually discuss the Animorphs one book at a time. I'm Casey. And I'm Alex. We've done all the books. And now we're diving into the TV show. Join us every Tuesday for a new mission. And don't worry, we promise to have you back under the two-hour time limit. Maybe. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a grave announcement to make. Incredible as it may seem, both the observations of science and the evidence of our eyes lead to the inescapable assumption that those strange beings who landed in the Jersey farmlands tonight are the vanguard of an invading army. Oh my god. Okay, so, um, Scott, watch update on Animorphs. Not to get into the podcast too soon, but <laughs> not to do our job too soon. Oh no. And yet, uh, so he missed last week's episode because he made the terrible decision to go out and hang out with his friends, I guess. Um, and so this week he came back and I told him last week, I said, I can't believe you're going to like go hang out with people and miss the the opening song and he was like well i promise i'll watch it before next week and i was like sure okay whatever of course he didn't so this week it opens and like he's like what is this like as soon as it started playing he's like what's this what is this (laughs) and like as it was going he was like yeah and then he starts like head banging he was like yeah and like (laughs) he was like getting like really intense and then at the end when the anwarf logo pops up he goes animorphs i was like what the fuck is happening oh my god i Uh, mean then he's like he was just like did they just put that in i was like again they put it in last week and you missed it you missed it you fucking missed it to be fair it is kind of a bop like, it's been it's, stuck it's, in my head yeah. all week. As it should be. And that's not a bad thing. That's not a disparaging comment. Like, I've legitimately just it's been great. like... It's all in your hand, <laughs> Hold on. Hold on to darkness. darkness. <laughs> now I kind of want to learn how to play it on the guitar. Not that Please I play guitar. Do. No. I don't play guitar. I have a guitar. <laughs> I just don't play it. Oh, shit. Well, uh, do we want to start talking about this episode? I would love to. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> there was just so much to mock, so much to talk about. This was the funniest episode to date. I oh laughed God. so much. I agree wholeheartedly. Oh my god. Just so delightful. <laughs> the extras were so Oh my good. god, the extras were <laughs> fucking incredible. Oh my god. Oh, oh my god. I I won't tell you now, but I I have a specific story about one of the extra scenes. But okay. oh my god, all the extras were so good. Oh and man. like the f- <laughs> I just fucking love that it opens like on the wheelie shot and like the whole first 20 fucking lines of dialogue are just nylon fiberglass. <laughs> <Yeah>, <laughs> Who wrote that? I don't know. It just and Jake and Marco in this episode just so funny. Oh. So funny. So funny, but oh my god, Brooke and Nadia, they shine. <gasps> I would like a girl-centric episode now. We've had a bunch of boy stuff. I'm ready for one of the girls to narrate. I want this to I, happen. 
want this as well. Desperately. Because I feel like next episode is going to be a Tobias episode. I don't know why, but I need more ladies. I agree. More ladies at all times. <laughs> remembering Nadia's facial expressions, which were also very good. <laughs> Nadia was still in the facial expression game. Just... Nadia was selling it. Oh my god. She was amazing. She's so good. Oh she is god. so good. They're all so good. They, yeah. yeah. Oh man. My very last note spoiler alert is i just fucking love all of them so much (laughs) me too oh my god and it's it's weird because i loved the characters already but now i love the actors like sort of independently so now it's like i'm loving two sets of people i don't know yeah that makes sense no i i totally agree and it's like i mean it's like i was saying in like i think the first tv show episode we recorded like it if anybody says any one of these characters, like Sean Ashmore is just the popular one, but if anybody was like, oh yeah, Brooke Nevins and like blah, 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 I'd be like, I love her. And again, I can't tell you what she's done for the past 20 years, <laughs> but like, they're all just so great that I'm like, oh, I fucking love that actor. They're great. <laughs> this is my only reference point was a bad TV show it's from 20 just, years ago. <laughs> it's just a terrible TV show from 20 years ago. And yet they're all amazing. I love them. I just love them. They're just so good. And, like, there's so many times where you can just, like, feel how awkward it must have been to shoot a particular thing. And, like, the actors do not give it away. I know. I just, I was expecting them to be bad just because I knew the TV show was bad. And, like, there's lots of aspects of the TV show that are bad. But they... Mm-hmm. consistently are so good and it's like this is the yes. only thing that's saving the show for me <laughs> yes oh my god they worked their asses off and they were treated so so bad by oh, the no. editor and oh yeah threw a pen i was so angry i just threw a pen <laughs> uh, i've thrown things purpose. before it was an accidental throw but yeah they're so good i love them all <laughs> Shall we get into their adventures? Get into it. Let's do this. All right. So, uh, this is episode four, On the Run. I don't know about these episode titles, but whatever. Um, (laughs) Run! So, first thing we fucking see is a computer screen. Ancient 90s fucking website (laughs) dubbed Roller Mania. Um, And Marco is looking at some rollerblading wheels. What? I wonder if that's still active. Is, is it, it even it. real? I don't know. Check the Wayback Machine. I should check. The, what was it? What was it called? Roller Mania. Roller, roller. It would help if I spelled roller correctly. Roller. 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 roller dot com. It's gonna be a porn site. It looks like that domain's open. We should buy. Hell it. yeah! Let's buy it. Okay. <laughs> Pull a Justin McElroy. Just buy. We have to stop. We have to stop stealing McElroy bits. Oh my god. <laughs> no, we're only going to do McElroy bits. Oh my god. Can't do this. Ugh. Uh, so, anyways. Anyways. I have a Yahoo. All right. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't have a Yahoo. I've done no research. Damn. Please continue. Okay. Roller Mania. Here we are, looking mm. at rollerblading wheels with our favorite Marco. Um, 
Jake comes in to this uh, internet cafe thing, um, and we can actually see it in all of its glory now. It kind of looks like the inside of a spaceship. It's got like those little like portholes on it, and it's like dark green and shit. And it's got like floor lights. Um, I kind of want to hang out in this place. I'm not even about to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> I would hang out there for sure. Fuck yeah. It's got like a bar. This- absolutely looks like somewhere that we would have hung out in college Mm -hmm. oh my god for sure oh i want to be here if only so yeah jake comes in homer is also there for some reason um he walks up to marco (laughs) what he opens the door for homer like a gentleman oh he does sorry i'm so sorry i'll stop interrupting um fuck where am i Literally the second sentence. I'm so sorry. <laughs> God. <laughs> um, Jake walks up to Marco. He's like, "How's it going?" Marco's like, "It's going great. I haven't been chased with anything by anything with eight arms yet, but the day's still young." You know, just being a little sass bucket. Um, he's like, "Has anybody heard from Tobias?" Marco says, "No, I haven't, but he's probably chilling with Rachel." And I'm like, "Oh." That's an interesting thing to say. Does he know? Cute. Jeff? Cute. <laughs> now Casey's throwing shade at Jeff. <laughs> this is a brave new world we've entered. Oh, no. <laughs> I guess one could argue uh, that the TV show is not canon, though. So what do I know? It's canon in all of its area. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it was an interesting line to drop. Yeah. Yeah. Jake's like, what are you doing? pointing at the computer screen. Mark was like, I'm having a yerk-free day and I'm trying to get new wheels for my rollerblades. And then, as you indicated earlier, they start arguing about nylon versus fiberglass. Does the moon taste green or yellow? Or whatever that fucking argument is. Cheese. Cheese. The cheese tastes, yeah. You know what? Moon, but the cheese. moon is made of cheese. Exactly. You, you got there. I did. You just added an extra processing step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, it's space. <laughs> this is my excuse. Um, as they're doing this arguing thing, um, there's a narration from Jake being like, my name is Jake. This is my best friend, Marco. We used to be normal kids, blah, blah, blah. And then Marco starts narrating. And so they're doing kind of like a double narration thing. And I guess they can like hear each other. It's so very weird to me. I don't know. It was so jarring because I also had like the volume relatively low when it started. So I like cranked it up halfway through this conversation and, it was <laughs> and you were like, why Marco is Marco talking? talking. <laughs> well, no, I was like, oh, I could have sworn I, it was Sean that started this. Because I thought he said, my name is Jake. Yeah. And then I crank it up. And then, then Marco's talking. And I'm like, oh, I must have misheard this, I guess. And then they started talking back and forth. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this is weird. What happened? One voice. Yeah. It, it threw me for a loop. And then I quickly got on board because what do I care about a voiceover? <laughs> I guess they could be doing it together. I don't know. Maybe they're writing together in a diary, handing it back and forth to each Cute. other. Cute! I used to do that with my friends when I was a little girl. Aww. A little girl, it was Santa! Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the baby! The baby. Oh. Um, so they're, they're arguing, and their conversation is interrupted because someone shouts, What's wrong with my screen? And there's <laughs> multiple... People at multiple computers looking confused, and they're smacking the sides of their computers, which we all know completely solves the problem. It um, does. Just like blowing into an N64 cartridge. Yeah. <laughs> A hard reset, one might say. Yes. 
Um, all the computer screens go to static, like TV static, which didn't really make sense to me, but whatever. Um, and an technology. E- technology. An email window appears over the top that says email from Andalite. <laughs> which, oh. what the fuck? <laughs> I got really excited because I thought it was Axe. I was like, oh, oh this God. is how Axe hails them in the TV show. It has to be. But it wasn't. And I was. Sad. It wasn't. And you could tell by the left side of the screen having those rotating <gasps> letters. Yes, the shitty 3D screensaver letters. Yes. Oh, my God. I loved that. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Like, that's how you know it's not a real Andalite. no real Andalite would sit there and be like, oh, look at these shitty rotating letters. I'm totally yeah. going to add that. It'll look sick when I break into all their computers. Oh, my God. Now I'm going to set my screensaver to those pipes that generate. Oh, hell yeah. Either that or the noise equalizer that, like, spikes up when you talk. Except oh, yeah. Except that wouldn't work. They're Andalites. What a stupid thing to say. They don't talk out loud. That's ridiculous. It's... You know what? Some of their technology stuff I'll get into later because it's... I don't understand. I don't understand this. It's incoherent at best. I'm sure they have some sort of scanner that measures their thought speak waves. Yeah. Like psychic waves or whatever. It's probably a giant fucking triangle on a stick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, I want to talk about that later. It's good. <laughs> um, so the computer screen with the shitty letters, this crappy rotating text shows up. And the message <laughs> says, we have what you want. And then a picture of the disc manifests. It like pixels in. <laughs> That's so good. That's like a PowerPoint effect. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, I mean... Realistically, they would have loaded it, like, one bar at a time, and it would have taken, like, 20 minutes. (laughs) But this is alien technology in an internet cafe. (laughs) They're like, wow, this internet speed is amazing. Unprecedented. Wow. (laughs) I don't know how it could get any faster. (laughs) Oh, God. Now, if it's, like, two-second load time, we're like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) (laughs) Some fuckery going on. Oh, man. There's one thing that I use semi-regularly that takes about a minute to load because there's so much data that it's loading. And, like, every time it happens, I literally find myself, like, all of a sudden I'll be in the kitchen upstairs. And I'm like, how did I get here? And it's like, (laughs) oh, the thing took a minute to load. So my brain bounced out of my head and now I'm getting snacks because the thing took too long to load. Oh, my God. So, yeah, basically, if it was me in the Internet Cafe, I would have already been at the bar like, give me some snacks. My thing's loading. (laughs) Pretzels, please. (laughs) Nachos. Nachos. For me. Extra cheese. Anyways, sorry. I hope we get the Internet dial-up noise. I need that in my life. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Well, that's an interesting sound bar. Well, um, the disc image manifests um and it says yours for a price one andalite for the disc and jake immediately cuts to his jacket pocket where he is padding it and as we know from the last episode that's where he was keeping the disc but alas his pocket is empty and he's like oh man marco's like what jake's like i lost the disc dun 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 (sighs) we just said that 
Jake. We just said that. If you're binging this podcast and you just listened to us talk about episode three, you'll note, like, probably ten minutes <laughs> ago, I said this. Yes. Well, I assume you had un- omnipotent knowledge and knew he was going to lose well, the disc. Yeah, but I didn't specific. I remember they lost it. I didn't remember it happened so soon. So it really struck home for me. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> he really is extremely irresponsible. He is. And this isn't the first time in this episode that they lose the disc. It's not even the second. The third. <laughs> <laughs> oh. This disc is just so slippery. So that happens. We have our amazing intro. Does in your head. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at the internet cafe, we're back. The patrons are still lamenting their broken computers. Jake says he will send an email telling them that they lost the disc at the school so the controllers will know they're legit. And Marco is like, great. Why don't we just walk up to them and ask to get a yerk put in our heads? Um, mm-hmm. Really good Boris acting here, which I... Wanted yeah. to point out. Um, Jake's like, well, they probably think we're Andalites. And Marco's like, why are they trying to contact us through a computer then? And Jake's like, because they probably think we have human morphs. And it's like, Jake and Marco overheard the controllers talking about that same thing last episode. Why don't they remember? Whatever. Because uh, this is for the kids that just tuned in this week. Oh my god. Here last week. There is so much, as you know, in this episode. And I had to look yeah. up that term because I was referring to it from a different term, which is the inaccurate term to tell it. But yeah, there's so much fucking repeated exposition and it's so annoying. Ugh. It's unavoidable sometimes, but you're like four episodes into this thing. Give it a rest, please. Marco's like, where are you going to get an Andalite to trade for the disc? And Jake's like, we don't need one. We'll fake them out and take the disc before they even notice. We'll outsmart them. Marco looks very skeptical. And Jake asks Homer, his boss, for approval, and Homer <laughs> gives it, allegedly. Because Jesus Christ, of he does. Yep, he's a great boss. They just they just wanted to put the dog in. Oh yeah, and I don't disagree that the dog should be in here. So yeah, Jake asks Homer for approval. Marco is like, "This is dumb. We're not doing a fake out. We should do more of like a blitz and run." And then he catches himself and is like, "Actually, fuck this. I was gonna have a yerk free day. I don't want to do this." <laughs> <laughs> actually fuck this <laughs> yeah you know what actually fuck this <laughs> sorry i love that so much oh it's very good <laughs> oh you gotta get you gotta get to the next part though okay jake shakes his head they both look at the image of the disc again um one thing i really liked about this scene was that jake was very exasperated with marco and mm-hmm. I think that was Sean playing up Jake's frustration at losing the disc and setting them back and him, like, taking it out on Marco a little bit. Sean's bringing it. Sean's killing it. Oh, my God. They're all just so good. They're all killing it. Let's head to the school gymnasium and pass the Bechdel test with Rachel and Cassie. Yay! Yay! Um... School gymnasium, Rachel walks out the door, runs into Cassie in the hallway. She's like, have you seen Tobias? Oh, I guess it doesn't pass the Bechdel test. It's fine. Um. (laughs) No, it does. It does in the next scene. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's true. Well, in the next few moments, whatever. Yeah, and probably later, too. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what constitutes, like, a conversation versus a scene versus I don't know. It's, like, it can barely pass. But literally, as soon as they talk about... 
going to the sharing together, they are not talking about a man anymore, and it skims right past that Bechdel Wallace test. Yeah, and and there's three girls in the scene, not just two. So Ooh. it's bonus and, points. And they name Melissa in it, so we <gasps> have a named they new named female character, not just existing named female character. Fuck yeah! So we're just Bechdel Wallace test. Pff, Blown it out of the water. Fuck yeah. Go Animorphs. <laughs> the show made me crap, but it thing. passes the Bechdel test. <laughs> Which means I approve, I guess. I yeah, I don't know. I don't, I know, don't know what it means. Who knows? No say nada. No say nada. Um, she's like, have you seen Tobias? Cassie's like, not since last night. Which I guess indicates that this is the next day from the last episode when they were of screaming course. in the streets. Sorry. They start walking down the stairwell. Ow, God. Sorry. They what start is happening. <laughs> My biceps really been bothering me lately. I don't know why. Um get ripped. Get ripped. No. <laughs> <laughs> they start walking down the stairwell and somebody calls out to Rachel and they turn and, and Rachel says, Oh hey Melissa. Melissa's here. Hooray! Yay! Um, Rachel's like, you want to walk home with us? Melissa's like, I can't. I'm going to the sharing. Cassie's like, you go to that? And Melissa's like, yeah, my dad makes me. You guys should come along, though. Cassie's like, no, I don't think so. Melissa's like, please, I don't want to go alone. Please. And then Cassie says no again, just as Rachel says yes. And the first of many amazing Nadia facial expressions happens. (laughs) She, like, stares at Rachel. And Rachel's like... Let's just go to one meeting and see what it's about. We might be able to learn something. It'll be fine. Um, Rachel turns back to Melissa, says they'll go. Melissa's like, great, I'll meet you outside. Cassie turns back to Rachel and whispers, are you crazy? And Rachel's like, they know the sharing is connected with the Yerks. And if something happened to Tobias, that's a good place to look. Complete shout out to Nadia in the scene. Very, very amazing acting. She's been she kind has of like... like- the quintessential what the fuck face. So good. It's so good. What the fuck, Rachel? I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, sorry. What were you saying? Uh, I don't remember. Oh, oh yeah. I just, I feel like Cassie's been kind of a downplayed character so far. So it yeah. was nice to see her get to actually stretch her wings in this particular episode. So now we're back at the cafe with Marco and Jake. Uh, Marco's like, let's just forget about the disc. Jake's like, it might be important. Marco says it might be a video game for all they know, which is, which is frustrating because it's like whoever wrote the dialogue completely forgot everything that was in the previous episodes because Alfangar was like, literally guard this with your heart and soul. It's very important. And Marco's like, it's a video game. Like, it's a very important video game. I just. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I forgot what episode it was. He's like, oh, it could be a weapon. Like, how did you get from weapon to video game? Like, I know you don't want to deal with this bullshit, but like, come on, Marco. <sighs> I think that the reason Marco thinks it's a video game is because actions speak louder than words. And the way that Alfangor lobbed that shit <laughs> over their heads <laughs> was very game-like. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. God, I will never forget that. The greatest throw. Hashtag the greatest throw. The greatest throw. It was by Lando. Oh. So a dark shadow then looms over them. 
Is that all you ever think about video games? It's Tom, our favorite older brother. Yeah. Um, he's like, what are you guys doing here? And then Marco, like, clicks away from the email very obviously. And he's like, we're just chilling. How are you, Tom? Um, <laughs> but I loved Boris's face in this expression. He's, like, slightly deer in the headlights. Like, no, we're fine. Don't look at, don't look at the screen. It's fine. <laughs> Everything is going according to plan. Yep. <laughs> we're not looking uh, at anything unsavory. Um, that's right. This wasn't porn. <laughs> How dare you ask? I'm pretty sure the internet cafe would have banned all porn websites, though. Yeah, but, like, it, that was so easy to get around. Yeah, I guess, if you used, uh, whatever that was, FTP or whatever. Yeah. Fond, yeah. fond memories of accessing DeviantArt from my high school computers using right. <laughs> one of those. <sighs> I think at one point there was like literally a website that you could go to that you just put it in the URL and it would like automatically do it on your computer. Yeah. Yeah. I remember those. Anyway, they're not looking at porn. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> there's there's a wider shot of Tom and he's wearing like a fucking Steve's shirt from Blue's Clues. Like the fucking like <laughs> maroon and gold big striped fucking long sleeve. Oh. I don't even... Oh, my God. That fucking shirt. Anyway, Tom's like, oh, I'm fine. Um, Jake is like, do you want to hang out with us and play video games? Tom's like, nah, I got better shit to do. And then he looks down and he's like, what are you doing with the dog in here? And he makes Homer leave with him. Fucking thank you, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, instantly elevated him in my that's all it took. The actor is all forgiven because he took the dog out of the internet cafe. Because he, he called out that Jake had a dog in a place he shouldn't have had a dog. <laughs> oh my god. Actually, I did think the actor did a lot better job in this episode. Yeah, I agree. But, yes. Not just because he took Homer out of the internet cafe. <laughs> I feel so validated. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> uh. Um, so Tom and Homer leave. Marco's like, we gotta be more careful. He could have heard something. Um, and then he kind of, like, softens. He's like, look, what they did to him last night was awful. And Jake's like, yeah, and maybe there's something on the disc that can help him and the others. And we just, are we gonna let the Yerks have it? So he starts typing a reply on the email. Meet me when, in one hour at the mall. Marco's like, what are you doing? And Jake sends the email. Marco says, what did you just do? Jake says, I sent the email. Marco asks, saying what? <laughs> this is the point where I couldn't hear anything that happened next because Scott turned to the TV and he was like, you just, you just fucking saw him type it. He typed it right, right. What are you saying? He just fucking typed it. You watched him do it. Oh my God. Who wrote this? I don't know. Clearly not the same person that outlined where the scene was going to be set up and where the characters were sitting. I, how could you? Like, I thought everything was going fine. And then the writer decided to treat the audience like they were fucking idiots. Yes. Like, that's so frustrating about this show because there will be legitimately good moments. It's like, why didn't you just do this the whole time? Why did you have to fuck up and do these dumb things? 
I don't know if they were assuming that like the kids couldn't read that fast, even though it was like five words in giant font yeah! that was pretty easy to read. Think, think. <laughs> They made the font size bigger so that they could actually read. I'm surprised Marco didn't ask, hey, what did that email say? Like, <laughs> like what what did the Yerks what did the Yerks email say? Like <laughs> <sighs> Fuck. Oh Christ. Dear fucking God. Anyway. It's it's fine. <laughs> Is it? Ugh. <laughs> oh. Garbage. Uh, Garbage. Yeah, that was the worst. Like, as it was happening, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. What did it say? (laughs) I didn't have an outburst, though. I did not have an outburst. That was all Scott. Oh, man. I (laughs) can just picture him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. He yelled for like 30 seconds straight, so I missed a lot of what happens next. So I'm really, I'm going to really lean on your recap here. (laughs) Okay. All right. So we cut to the most bored looking DJ in the world. (laughs) You mean the best DJ in the world. Fuck yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) What the fuck is he playing? It sounds like the future shit in Bill and Ted when they get time travel (laughs) to see their world united. Oh no. I wasn't even listening. I was just looking at this person and just being like, wow, they look so done. There, I don't even know how you missed listening to the music. It was like the strangest cacophony of nonsense. Oh my god! I'll have to check that out again. I was just you, astounded. You have to. Um, it was insanity. So that's that's kind of the other thing I'm noticing about um, recapping these is that I usually don't really pay attention to the sound, and I feel like I should. So if you. Especially if you notice any weird sounding things, point them out to me, please, because I probably missed it. This music. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently I missed this great, amazing, weird music. I mean, I think part of it is that I think our soundbar is set to like really um, pump up like like certain ranges of noise. And this fell into the obscure enough noise category that my TV was like, I'm going to fucking blast. Because the other thing I kept thinking is like, the music is so fucking loud. How can any of the actors talk to each other? Like if I was at the sharing, I would have been like, hey, can you, can you turn that, can you turn that down? It's, hey, I, and like (laughs) gesturing. I can't, I can't hear. Turn it down. Because it was like insanely loud, but it literally, it was like the future music from Bill and Ted that's just like noise nonsense okay <sighs> wild stallions <laughs> oh man uh, i really want to see the new bill and ted oh i've seen it is it good i enjoyed it it's a bill and ted movie okay for sure. okay okay yeah but i did enjoy it i didn't think it was that bad and i didn't think it did anything that made it like way out of left field for bill and ted okay yeah because i was wondering how a 2020 bill and ted would be like a like a more politically correct Bill and Ted because they dropped the F slur in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I distinctly remember it the last time I tried to watch it. I was like, oh, that's not a good thing for you to say. They do, and I only knew that because um, another podcast recommendation, Totes Recall. Um, they just recapped it because the this 
third one was coming out, and they talked about that a lot in there. Um, but then they were pretty surprised that, like, other than, like, the the um, women... And I believe it does pass the Bechdel-Wallace test, the first Bill and Ted. Mm. I don't know about the second. But um, they're like, other than the treatment of women being, like, not great yeah. um, and and dropping the uh, the F bomb there. Not the one not the fuck word, the other one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they like uh, they were like, it, it wasn't that bad. But like the Joan of Arc character, like the only thing she would enjoy is shopping at the mall and blah blah because oh, yeah, they yeah. didn't know what to do with women back when they made Bill and Ted. Yeah, and the, the princesses being like prizes essentially. Yes. I think. And maybe not that one bad. of the Oh, well, then they got to join the band. They became part of the band. That's and that true. kind of elevated it a little bit. But um, one of the, in the third one, one of the princesses is played by, I think her name is Jamma Mays. She, the, the redhead from Glee. That oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's in there. Oh, interesting. She's pretty great. Okay. She has a, an accent. It's very funny. Because oh. I'm so used to hearing her in Glee that, like, hearing her talk with, like, an accent, I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Uh, all right anyways sorry so this has been a review of bill and ted 3 <laughs> the bill and ted cast yeah the, the bill and ted cast. cast the wild stallions uh. yeah it wasn't that bad i i enjoyed myself watching it okay. i thought it was pretty good okay cool oh and um and uh fuck i always forget her name it'll come to me this, the comedian from Flight of the Concords, the girl oh yeah that, yeah yeah um, yeah she's I've in it. I've also forgotten her name. It'll uh, Kristen Shaw. Kristen Shaw, yes, yes, she was in it, and she's very funny. Oh, she is so funny. She's got such a distinct voice. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> oh. All right, Bill and Ted aside, board DJ, we are at <laughs> the sharing. Oh my god. So they're in like a marina, I guess. You can see the boats through the window and there's a poster for the sharing. And there's a room and they got like foosball tables and like chess boards and like all sorts of cool kid hangout bullshit. I don't know. Amenities, I guess. Um, Melissa, Rachel, and Cassie are hanging out on a couch together and Rachel's like, so this is the sharing. And Melissa's like, you know, sometimes we actually do some fun stuff. We had a beach party, but it's just a regular meeting today. Um, Rachel's kind of listening to her, but she's also kind of like scouting the room. And Cassie also starts looking around and there's a door in the back of the room. And Cassie's like, what's in there? And Melissa says, oh, that's for higher ups. And it's kind of an exclusive club. Um, we're not allowed in there. And Rachel and Cassie kind of look at each other. Um, the camera cuts back to the door and there's some kid that goes in, and I thought it kind of looked like Tobias, and I wonder if that was on purpose. I don't know. Um, in any case, Rachel gets up, and she's like, I'll be right back. And Cassie's like, hang on, hang on, where are you going? And Rachel doesn't answer her. Melissa kind of, like, of half course. smiles at her, and Cassie looks like she's trying to be polite, but she's also kind of like, ah, what do I do? And I fucking loved it so much. I loved that, and also I was like, there's no way that Melissa Chapman isn't already a controller. Not because I think narratively she is, but because the actress's face was so weird in that moment. <laughs> that I was like, man, this would be the perfect, like, oh, she's a controller nudge giveaway. But I think it was just the actress making a choice that didn't play. Oh, <laughs> I, I just read it as, like, two girls that, like, their only 
person in common is Rachel. Rachel just left and now they don't know what to say to each other. That's how I read it. And I was like, I know this feeling so hard. And you both did an amazing job. Let me just throw it out there that Nadia was both of us. Like, look, like trying to smile and then be like, ah, shit. Like, (laughs) trying so hard. Cassie is trying so hard to be polite and she's just like, I can't. My face isn't working. What expression am I making? Oh my god. Nadia just did that so well. She did. She she nailed it. That is my face when I am in this situation. (laughs) Same. (laughs) God, same. Fucking loved it. Rachel walks into a bathroom. And the morphing and bathroom scenes officially start right now, which is great. (laughs) And it's a trend. Yeah, it happens more than once. Um... She very rightfully checks to see if anyone else is in there. Um, Like, this is so nitpicky, but, like, I loved how Brooke looked around. Just, like, as an acting choice. Like, she kind of looked around, and then she she turned around and she backed into the stall, like, just in case someone was going to come in the bathroom. Like, yes, it's so subtle, but, like, I loved it so much. I'm like, this is so good. She was so good. Oh my god. Like, any, like, less talented person would have just been like, oh, you know, look around the corner and then just go into the stall. No, Brooke was like, I'm doing, like, 360 surveillance of this room before I go in. Oh my god. Yes. Oh my god. I so agree. Praise. Everything about this. And, like, I just, I loved every choice that she made. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) She's amazing. She goes into a stall and she prepares to morph. Um, We switch to her perspective. Her vision starts to get warped. There's a bright flash of light and then her vision changes so that it's like warped and kind of like double overlaid and more importantly, upside down. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Which like, I, I wasn't sure what was happening until I heard like the fly buzzing noises and then she's right. like whoa flies see upside down and i was like hang on what huh first of all when did you get a fly morph second of all compound vision though yeah this whole morphing sequence i loved the idea of focusing on her and then cutting to her vision yeah but like they did it so oddly like it was like it was focused on her you heard all the bones crunching they hesitated for a beat too long because you don't see any morphing. You just hear bones crunching for like three seconds straight. Uh-huh. Then it switches to her vision, which all of a sudden is fly vision. And they shrunk it down. They actually did get closer to the floor this time, which I was very impressed by. Because that was our big complaint with the lizard morph is like it was still at yeah. like cat height. Yeah. So they got down there. It flipped. And then it was just like whoa cool and then you heard like a buzzing but like they didn't ever make her eyes bulge they didn't start to overlay a fly like if you missed that buzzing noise you'd be like what the fuck and then they cut and so it was like well why did you cut there like this this is even more confusing i don't how can you make that such a subtle choice and yet the fucking email thing yeah i don't get it yeah i was really confused until she mentioned she was a fly yeah. So, not Ugh. not super successful. But also, how did she get a fly morph? I guess just around. I guess. Like, maybe one landed on her. 
off screen at some point in the past little bit. I don't know. Could be. But I, I don't like the idea that it's perpetuating, like, you know, they establish the rules of the universe. You have to touch the animal and acquire it. And I feel like that's going to get thrown out the window and they're just going to, like, have morphs suddenly. They're, okay, there's other morphing changing the rules of how this works in this episode. That's that true. No sense. That's <laughs> so, so true. Oh, Christ. God. Um, yeah, so Rachel flies out of the bathroom, almost collides with a person, and then it cuts to uh, the mall. We're back at the mall. Marco is walking. Let's go to the mall. Today. Um, <laughs> Marco's walking into PJ's pet center. Um, and he's talking supposedly to himself, saying, I can't believe I let you talk me into this. Jake responds in thought speak, it'll be a piece of cake. And Marco responds, I'm supposed to take a lizard's word for it. Um, which is like, that's great. Like, sh- Yeah. Yeah, show me, don't tell me. Like, we know that Jake is on Marco somewhere and that he's a lizard. It's fine. It's very natural. It's a great choice. So Marco walks into the pet shop and I was noticing that I wonder if they just rented out an actual pet shop for an hour because it looked really good. Yeah, for sure it did. Just, yeah, it, it, it was a real pet shop. I, there's no way that they set that up. Like, it has to be a real pet shop. Yeah. There's no way they have... Yeah. I felt no. like I was walking into one of those mall pet shops. Like... Yeah. I I can't even, like, praise them for the great set design because, it's like, you didn't do anything. But I I did <laughs> like it. I did like the whole feeling of that, that store. Yeah. Um, I agree. So they go inside. Marco walks down the aisles and finally reaches the opposite wall where the aquariums are sitting. There's one aquarium with seemingly no animal inside of it, and the top is completely open. Maybe they, like, took a snake out and just, like, left the cover off. I don't know. But It's kind of like when you're watching an animation and you see something in the scene uh-huh. that's, like, a completely lighter color. Than yeah, like, it's painted else. very different, and you're like, oh, they're gonna go yeah. over and open that box. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Yeah, it's, like, very obviously, like, a planted, you know, prop thing. So... Marco pulls Jake out of his pocket and puts him in the aquarium and he says, I'll be right back. And Jake says, hurry up. And the camera zooms in on Jake in the tank and not to nitpick, but he is no longer a skink. He is magically an iguana. Yeah. And they even (laughs) mention later that he's an iguana. So it's not even like they're holding themselves to like, yeah, look at my skink morph. That's not a skink anymore. It's like, yeah, he just has a whole new lizard morph. Yeah. Whatever. From God knows where. Yeah. I think they were operating under the assumption that people think all lizards are the same. I don't know. I don't even think an iguana is mean, a lizard. But then if you were even just paying attention to the dialogue, they call them skinks in episode one. Yeah. He says iguana in this episode. <laughs> they aren't even following their own rules anymore. It's true. Tobias is a Harris hawk. Uh, Question, though. Yeah. Do they ever call him a red-tailed hawk, or do they just call him a hawk? I think they just call him a hawk, but I could be totally wrong about that. Okay, we'll have to watch out for that. Oh, I, I have been. Okay, especially with Scott. At the end of the episode, Scott goes, "Well, that's not a red." <laughs> yeah, dude, we know. We're aware. We've talked about where this have you been? Where? <laughs> Yeah, and, like, I talked about it with you during the first and second episodes that we watched. And the third. (laughs) 
all of them. Well, yeah. Yeah. God. Christ. What a nightmare. Ugh. What a nightmare. Okay. Speaking of animals that are wrong, I have complaints about yes. this next scene. <laughs> okay. Let's get to it. So we got to a fly. It's Rachel. Um... And she is watching, she's in like a kitchen of the sharing, wherever they are. And she's watching a young man brief a small group of people. And the guy is saying, the school entrance to the York pool has been sealed off and the Andalites won't be able to use it. And we're constructing a new one that'll be completed soon. And another, uh, I don't know how old this this girl is, but I, I feel like she's older than she looks. Twelve. But, oh, I was thinking she was like older, but just short. Um, yeah, I agree. She looked like an adult. Anyway, this girl's like, it better be completed soon. And then proceeds to, as you know, to all of the Yerks in the room about how they have to feed every three days or they'll die. Blah, blah, blah. Um, it was really annoying. But <laughs> the camera focuses on Rachel, who is on the table of this kitchen. She looks like a fucking spider. She's like, so big. She's so big. Did you notice this? Did you look at this? It looks like a fake tarantula that they put on the table. I did. And I actually got really confused during the first shot because they kind of had her like as they did like a close up of a fly, Mm -hmm. like rubbing its little hands together. Yeah. Um, And then they like cut away, cut to the table. And I was like, is this like like when I first looked at it, I'm like, is it squished? And that's why it's like longer and i was like no like it's just and i'm like is that a different bug like is that are they gonna slap that but it was a whole thing i was very confused yeah it was really confusing this thing is so big it's like a small tarantula presumably because they have to like have something visual for the audience to look at but like this thing is like a hundred times bigger than a housefly would be like there's other ways you could have done this oh my god and it wasn't even, like, something that anatomically represented a fly. It looked like a fake spider. It had, like, legs sticking out. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. They went to the Halloween store. They did. Bought that. That's what it yeah. felt like. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, the girl is like, plans we put into motion. We're going to capture the intruders. And once we have them, she looks down at the fly and raises her hand and squishes it. And then she says, we'll squash them like bugs. And at this point, Scott said, oh, no, Rachel's dead. I guess the TV show is over. <laughs> That's the end. <laughs> the she end. dies super early in this version. Yes. This is this is the ramped up version. They had to get it done much quicker. Oh, my God. It doesn't have the same emotional impact, but, you know, sacrifices must be made. Oh, my God. Ugh. Um, I did actually like the extra a lot. Like, it was... I thought her performance was kind of campy, but I thought she did a good job of seeming like an evil robot drone. Yes. Yes, she did. And she, I like the very first line she spoke, I was like really impressed. I was like, oh yeah, like she's playing this really well. Like she's infested by something alien, like not quite human. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, like just something in her mannerism. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a really good choice. Just the way she was kind of like turning her head and like making eye contact. Yeah, like it was all very, like everything she did was unnatural, uh-huh. even though it was kind of natural. Uh-huh. Yeah, she did really good. Yeah, unlike a different controller later who I'll talk about. <laughs> um, I don't know what you're talking about, because if it's my three favorite controllers of all time. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. 
my my favorite controller is coming up. Um. <laughs> oh, I know exactly who your favorite controller is. Um, but before we get there, we're going to go back to the mall. And we're going to go to Marco, who walks up to a mall security guard. And is like, excuse me, sir. I just want to say you're doing a really great job. And he starts, like, shaking the guy's hand. And the camera zooms in on the hands to let us know that Marco is acquiring this man. Um, the guard is, like, oddly okay with this. Um, yeah. I feel like... Very oddly okay Yeah, I... Whatever. <laughs> I would not buy this. But, um, yeah, Marco manages to acquire him. Uh, and... He walks away and he looks at his hand like he holds it up and like looks at it. And I'm like, baby, you're not being subtle at all. Like, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. <laughs> like, uh, if I were that girl, I'd be like, what the fuck did that kid just do to me? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, oh, no, there's jizz on my hand. <laughs> oh, no. If I was that security guard, let me tell you, th- things would have gone so much more smoothly for Marco in this episode. Because when the security guard comes back into the storyline, I would still be in the bathroom washing my hands for the 86th <laughs> time. Like, what the fuck did this kid do to oh, me? Oh, no. <laughs> I'd be inspecting for, like, any sign of a needle that went into yeah, my hands seriously. that I may not have noticed. Like, oh. nobody, nobody, especially a, so a teenage boy would come up to a mall cop and be like, thanks, you're doing a great job. Yeah, if they did, I like immediately be scanning around for his friends, yeah. running to the bathroom. Like, yeah. oh my god, no! Oh my god, it's no, whatever. It's a very trusting Hook-ups. security guard, but not really because because later <sighs> things happen. Um, <laughs> things happen. So okay, this next scene, this this fuckery. <laughs> There's a lot going on. In this next scene. So Marco heads into the bathroom. And he starts checking the stalls to make sure no one's in there. I will say they did a rapid fire cut on him checking all these stalls. And it was actually pretty successful. It was. And I also, I think one of my favorite aspects of it was the differences between Rachel checking out the stall and Marco checking out the stall. Uh He was so much less trusting and more like, (laughs) are you? Are you sure no one, like, are you sure? Like, Rachel just checked, got to business, did her shit. Marco was, like, looking in every stall twice. Yeah. Backing it up, going forward. Yeah. He was, like, he did all sorts of things. Yeah, that was really funny. Um, it was great. He really played that for effect. It was wonderful. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Finally, he gets into the last stall, and he, similar to Rachel, starts, you know, closing his eyes and getting ready to morph. But then his face scrunches up in pain and he holds up his hand, which is starting to flicker back and forth between his hand and the guard's hand. Um, With a watch on it. With a watch on it, which, you know, whatever. They can morph clothes and watches, apparently. Yeah, I guess. Um, Eventually, he's having an issue, so he stops the morph and kind of says, like, ow! And kind of looks confused. So, what the fuck? (laughs) It's, it was, like, two questions. Yeah. And it's, like, it's basically a question of how much do you want to trust the people that were working on the show. But, like, one was it that they didn't think they could explain to kids that this guy turned into another guy without confusing them. Uh. Or two, was it that they didn't want to have to contemplate the moral in- implications of morphing people on this TV show? Hmm. I will... Hmm. 
I'd be interested to see if they explore this later. Um, because I think it would have made an interesting plot device if they had decided, like, oh, yeah, you can't morph other humans. Like, it's like, okay, yeah. well, that's interesting. Like, what would that have done to, like, their strategies moving forward if they can't morph other people? Right. But I don't know. I, I'm I'm confused. And also, um, they... I forgot what book it was where they talked about, like, hey, by the way, we should never morph people. That's wrong. I think that was book 16, yeah. right? The the I internet book? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Well... It might have even started earlier. Right. In, like, the... Because they definitely talked about it, like, really early on. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. So it's like, okay, they didn't have that conversation, and we're on episode four of this show, and they're already, like... Just willing to morph other people with all of that entails. So that was interesting. Right? I did not think about it from like a technical standpoint, though. I mean, yeah. I mean, Parent Trap came out about this time, and Lindsay Lohan was playing both twins. So I feel like they theoretically could have had the two guards in there. I don't know. I mean, I it's different though, right? Because Lindsay Lohan was playing two different people and that was the premise that we were given and it was in a singular movie where it was all encompassing whereas this would be this actor having to play another actor playing him and like i feel like if you're trying to pitch that on a kid's show it's gonna be a harder sell and they already think we're fucking more well that's like, true from Everything they presented us. It's like, they think we're the dumbest pieces of shit on the planet. <laughs> and like, what did you say I in just, the email <laughs> that I read just now? Fucking damn it. God. Yeah. Like, so much shit like that, where, like, they could... And, like, the whole Chapman thing, like, the cowboy silver tip boots, yeah. the leg scratch, the ear thing. Yeah. It's like, they had to give us, like, four fucking things to latch on to. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so I don't know if it's that or they're just like, listen, we can't tackle this moral <laughs> implication thing. We're just not prepared. We don't have the talent in writing and editing on this show that it will take to handle this. Like, why even do it at all then? Why even bring it up? I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. Why bring it up? Yeah. Because it was so unnecessary to the plan. Why not just make the plan what they did from the start and the tension is not... Marco goes to the bathroom and doesn't get back in time. It's can Marco run out and grab the disc without the guy noticing? Yeah. Which doesn't even present a problem in here. And yet you'd think that would be a much bigger problem. You know, this isn't the first plan that could have been drastically simplified. Um. <laughs> and it's not the last one either. <laughs> okay. I'm so excited, though, because my favorite character is coming up. <laughs> Yes. There's a very tall, muscular dude walking in slow motion towards the camera down the hallways of the mall. I love if this his man. his name isn't Hans, I will eat my hat. <laughs> his name is Hans now. <laughs> Holy shit. I love this guy so much. I love this guy. He's the best. Um. <laughs> <laughs> he sold it. He was amazing. He's, oh my god. So he goes into the pet store. And there's some establishing shots of, like, fish and snakes. We we see Jake, who's still sitting in his tank, and he's like, Marco! Marco, are you back yet? Um, 
and we see a shot from his perspective. And I guess they ran the footage through some sort of like inversion filter for the the iguana's vision. I don't know. Um, yeah, it was like an inversion, and then they added like a thermal lens. Yeah, to yeah. It was pretty cool, actually. Yeah, I liked this. One. Yeah, Hans, burly guy, walks in and he starts looking around. He's wearing he's carrying a duffel bag with him. <laughs> he stops in front of a cage with an adorable fluffy bunny rabbit in it. He bends down. He's like, Andalite, is that you? <laughs> I fucking loved his choice of animal to question. Of course, the fluffy bunny. He's a six foot six tall man who's very muscular. And he's bending over a rabbit cage being like, Andalite, is that you? Just ruined me. Oh my god. We should see if we can look him up and see if he like ever got any like acting roles that were bigger than this because he's fucking amazing. He's so good and he just gets better. Oh my god. Um <laughs> He does. Oh my god. Yes, keep going. Oh my god. My favorite part of the episode was in this. Yes, scene. yes, yes. Um so Jake's watching him <laughs> and the man ignores the rabbit and he stands up, he's like, Where are you? Show yourself. And Jake's like, I'm over here. The guy says, Where? And Jake's like, do you have the disc? And the guy pulls it out of the duffel bag. And he kind of looks <laughs> the around. side pocket the side, of the duffel yeah, bag. Yeah, I'm like, what do you need this duffel bag for? Weird. Um, we find out in a second. It's true. <laughs> so he pulls the disc out and he's like, which one are you? And then Jake's like, Marco, now would be a good time. And we cut to Marco who is washing his face in the bathroom. And he kind of looks up, clearly having heard Jake. And he's confused and he's like, Weird. And then he just leaves. Okay, I totally had the impression that he didn't hear Jake, and he was just reacting to how he couldn't morph the cop. Oh! Yeah, I I, I totally thought he heard Jake, but he was really confused by why. I did it first, and then, like, the more I thought about it, I'm like, okay, he didn't hear Jake. Like, Jake was calling... See, here's the thing. They cut the scene to Marco with Jake's voice still going so you yeah. think oh he can hear well Jake, and he looked up I really suddenly yeah which is the other reason it's yeah the whole thing was fucked but i think what they were trying to get across was that he was just reacting to the morph not and he couldn't hear jake calling him but it was done very bad but why put that shot in there at all there's no <laughs> why, why do anything i on mean this show? why do anything why? they do why this show <laughs> i'm just saying so we go back to the pet shop. The controller man is continuing to creep around and interrogate various animals. He's a f- cute, fluffy animal. <laughs> yeah, he's like gerbils and shit. He is wonderful. <laughs> I love him so much. Finally, he's like, okay, Andalite, show yourself or the deal is off. And Jake is like, Marco, though. And finally, the guy is like, all right, that's it. I'm out of here. And he puts the disc back in the bag. And Jake is like, wait, I'm over here. I'm the parrot. And the camera cuts over. There's a beautiful (laughs) macaw sitting there. And Jake is like, just leave the disc on top of the iguana tank and I'll go quietly. Um, They did a really good job editing the scene to make it look like the parrot was talking to the guy. Because the parrot's like looking at him and kind of like tilting his head and stuff. And I loved it. Oh my god. The perfect head gestures as he was talking. Yeah. They really, they did an amazing scene of making this parrot look like he was talking. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Now's my favorite part! Okay, yes, this is also my favorite part. <laughs> so the guy goes over, he puts the disc on top of the iguana tank, and then he walks up to the parrot while opening the duffel bag. <laughs> like he's gonna stuff the bird in there! 
But then he like gestures like, come on, get in the duffel bag. <laughs> this actor so much creep so like it's it's only because the other three were so good together that this was not my favorite side character of this whole thing because this guy was fucking amazing this guy is my favorite um so he's trying hans so he's trying to put the bird in the bag marco (laughs) arrives at about the same time and sneaks past him and heads over to jake's tank jake's like what the fuck took you so long and why aren't you morphed into the security guard? Marco's like, uh, yeah, I couldn't do it. Which one's the controller? And then <laughs> off screen, the big man goes, ouch! And the camera cuts back to him holding his finger and glaring at the parrot and saying, you'll pay for that, Andalite. <laughs> Fucking great. <laughs> oh, I loved it. Ugh. Jake's like, it's that guy. Then the shop Obviously. owner comes up and he looks very exasperated. He's like, what are you doing? And the controller... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the controller, he kind of smiles sweetly and is like, I want this bird. And the shop owner's like, well, <laughs> the bird's not for sale. Uh, and Marco and Jake are fucking around. And Jake's like, disc is on top of my tank. Grab it. Marco grabs it. And he grabs Jake. And he stuffs him in his pocket. And then we go back to the controller and the shopkeeper. Controller's like still smiling and he's like i'm sure we can come to some agreement and the shop owner's like look the bird is the store mascot he's not for sale <laughs> marco sneaks back by them unnoticed and the controller's like really and he kind of steps forward intimidatingly and says well i say he is for sale and then it just fucking cuts away <laughs> he's like the karen of the shop like <laughs> Name your price. Right. Everything's for sale for the right price. I need to speak with your manager. I am the manager. You're you're just nailing your impression of the shop owner that is just fucking done with this. He's so done. <laughs> he just walks up. He's like, "What are you doing? What the fuck? Stop is fucking here? with the bird. You're everybody fucks with the bird. You really gotta stop this, you guys. Why are you trying to put him in a duffel bag? Like, what the fuck? Oh my god." All of the extras, except for one, were so fucking good. <laughs> Even the, the fucking janitor coming up. Like, oh my god. Just... Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. Oh my god. But yeah, the, the fucking controller's like, I say he is for sale. And then it just fucking cuts. And it's done. Like, we don't see if there's like a confrontation between the guy and the shopkeeper. It's just gone. What more could you possibly want to know about this scenario? I want to know if he argued the guy down and stayed there until closing time and would not leave without the bird, or if he just, like, took the shopkeeper and made him into a controller. Like, I want to know what happens, and we never find out. I hope that what happened is that he wore him down, eventually he gets the bird, and then he and the bird become best friends. Yes. Yes. That's what I would like. And then you see this controller at a later date in another scene. And he's just standing like in a crowd behind Visor 3 while Visor 3 is like ranting and raving. And he just has a parrot on his shoulder. Oh, yeah. Oh. And an <laughs> eye patch. Because maybe he lost his eye doing something. And now he's a pirate. The parrot took his eye. We all know that's why eye patches were worn. It's true. Yeah. And it's Hans. And then what's the parrot's name? Hmm. Strudel. <gasps> <laughs> Hans and Strudel. Hans and Strudel <laughs> doing evil shit together. Oh my god. 
Oh my god, do you think he ever turns to Strudel and he goes, Are you ready, Strudel? It's time to take over the world. They're Hans and Strudel. They're Hans and Strudel. <laughs> One is a parrot, the other's a man. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I thought you were going to say insane. One's a parrot, the other's insane. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and Strudel's the one that comes up with all the best plans. Oh my god. I fucking love it. I love this. I love this so much. Please, somebody write this fan fiction for Do us. <laughs> Hans and Strudel. Oh, I love them. <sighs> I'm so glad they were here. Maybe, oh my god, the ending of the Hans and Strudel story will be... Maybe Hans is watching as the whole blade ship is fighting with the Yurk pool ship and they're getting blown apart above him and they see this thing in the sky and finally Hans sadly turns to Strudel with his duffel bag and he says, I have to protect you. And Strudel gets in the duffel bag willingly. Like Pikachu? Together. Yes! Oh my god! <laughs> Pikachu, get in the Pokeball! You have to. It's the only way I can get you out of here alive and save oh you. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh. I can't believe we've done oh. this. Oh. And then they get out and they go live happily ever after somehow. I love it. Oh. oh an unlikely friendship. What if when the Animorphs negotiate that the Yerks can, like, like... Let's just say they can, like, permamorph if they want to. What if they choose to be macaws together and they go oh, and they return no. Strudel to the wild and oh, no. Hans lives with him in the wild forever together? Oh, no. I'm so sad and happy. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, now that we've oh. made, like, a fucking backstory future story for these <laughs> these two <laughs> unlikely friends <laughs> shit oh somebody update the, the seropedia with this this is canon yes, now oh my god please this must happen stepping away from our favorite boys for a minute yes we're sorry. gonna go back to our, our other favorite boys jake and marco Oh, good. I like that. So, Marco's walking down the hallways of the mall, loudly bragging about how easy it was, and they got away scot-free. Fucking Marco, you're supposed to be the strategist. (laughs) Who wrote this? Christ. Um, A hand clamps down on his shoulder, spins him around. It's the security guard from earlier, and Marco is under arrest for shoplifting. Marco looks terrified, and Jake thought speaks. What's happening? What's going on? Cut to a commercial break. Yeah, cut to a commercial break. <laughs> oh, fucking Marco. Marco, Marco, Marco. Loudly bragging about how you got away scot-free. Oh my god, he killed me in this moment. I was like, dude, like, what? What is happening? You're supposed you to be the this? smart one. And, like, even if he was not under suspicion before, all the security guard has to hear is, like, oh, I can't believe how easy that was. We got away with that. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, we're checking you out now for yeah. sure. Yeah. Christ. Ugh. Christ alive. So Marco insists he didn't steal anything. Of course. Guard's like, 
Look, kid, just give back the lizard or you'll be in even bigger trouble. Marco's like, I don't know what you're talking about. What lizard? And security guard kind of like raises his eyebrow like the rock, looks at his pocket where Jake's tail is hanging out. And Marco's like, oh, that lizard. <laughs> Fucking great job, Boris. Marco or Jake is like, it's okay. Just hand me over. So Marco says, okay, here you go, sir. Then there's a really confusing series of cuts where I guess Jake bites the security guard on his hand. I guess. Uh, okay. It was very hard to tell and, like, very confusing. He just kind of, like, took it. It was, like, almost like when you, like, dip a fake animal, like, plastic animal into drink where you just kind of tip it and touch their nose to it. And then you make, yeah. like, oh, they're drinking. Yeah. Like, oh. like, yeah, like Marco kind of, like, like jabs his hand forward and then, like, makes a face. And then the guard, like, recoils and screams. And then holds his hand, which is the only indication I knew that he actually got bit by this iguana. Anyway, it's it's yeah. ridiculous. Um, it's insane. Jake bites him, I guess. Marco takes off running up the stairs and the guard runs after him. We get a cool chase scene. Um, there's a really cool shot where um, it's like the camera shoots underneath. And because the, the tiles in the floor are those like glass cube things, you can see like Marco's feet running through them. Oh, that was a great shot. Yeah! Like, that was... God, that was such good work. Yeah, and, like, it's such a it's such a mall feeling to have those glass, like, cubes in the floor. Yeah. Like, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, it is. So, so Ugh. good. Um, but, yeah, they continue to chase. Um, Marco runs through... You know, pretty like stereotypically, he like runs through these two ladies and like like knocks them aside like Aladdin, and <laughs> fucking like the ladies are like, "Oh my god, can you believe that?" Um, yeah, completely not stereotypically. Neither of them scream; they just resume walking. <laughs> and the one like super bitchy lady was like, "Can you believe?" They this? seem like really <laughs> not very annoyed considering what just happened. Yeah, exactly. You could be like, "Oh my god, he just pushed me! What the fuck?" But they're just like, "Huh." Can you believe this? Kid? Oh my god! I want to talk to the oh manager who runs this mall. Yeah, fucking Karen. <laughs> Who's letting all these teens in? All these teens, these kids, and their CDs. This is just a Macy's. Why is he even in here? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. the guard rounds a corner. He's looking for Marco. He can't find him. He walks past a denim-clad youth who is looking at Palm Pilots. <laughs> Remember those? Of course. Um, it's Jake, who is back to human morph. Um, Marco's like, is the guy gone? And Jake reaches into his pocket, gets bitten, and then pulls out a rat, which is Marco. Um, Marco's like, you had a sunflower seed in your pocket. I couldn't resist. And Jake's like, change back before I get rabies. Because that's going to solve your problem. Yeah, exactly. I don't. And that's how rabies works. Oh, my God. I also don't know, like, why they both morphed. Like, why they switched. I don't know. It was weird. I mean, I guess to confuse the guard, but... I guess. I don't but know. I don't know. I feel like you could have lost him. There, there's so many ways to do this. Yeah. yeah. Also, you're morphing in broad daylight in the middle of a mall. In plain yeah. sight. There's probably cameras. It's fine. Especially in front of a Palm Pilot store. There's going to be cameras. <laughs> oh, my God. This next scene. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we cut to a van that's driving down the road <laughs> yes we do 
we're gonna have a debate about this. Okay. So there's a really cool, ridiculous zoom. Not the first. Um or not the last, I should say. Then we cut to like kind of the stereotypical like dark green radar screen with the, the fucking wipe thing on it. And a voice says, The homing device is activating perfectly. And we made a couple of the most ridiculous fucking controllers I've ever seen. Um, one of them is a tall, red-haired man, and the other is a woman with a bob haircut who cannot, for the life of her, keep her fucking face still. Her face is insane, but also the way that it cut across, it, like, closed in on her face, and Scott just goes, well, that's the greatest haircut I've ever seen. (laughs) And then it, like, panned over to the, like, redhead guy, and Scott goes... I don't know. That might be the greatest haircut <laughs> I've ever seen. Oh my god! Like straight bob, very like harsh bob, completely straight bangs across the forehead, curled on one iron uh-huh. of the same diameter, uh-huh. not changed to fit her face at nope. all. Straight across bangs. Oh my. It's insane. It's so much. It's. Everything this woman does, I was like, I don't think... Like, I couldn't even focus on what she was doing in the scene or what she was supposed to look like. Because everything she did was just perfect and enthralling. And I have no idea what it was. I couldn't fucking handle her face. It, I couldn't either. And it was so great. I was like, I, what am I even looking at? What's happening? I mean, you can't give me, like, two to three really amazing controllers and then give me this woman. Like, holy shit. I don't know what was going on, but it was magical and I couldn't look away. Oh my god. Like, uh. There was no focal point. Like, whatever she was doing with her face was just like, but now I'm looking at her bangs and now I'm looking at her bob and now I'm looking at her face and it does nothing. Oh, see, I was darting in between like, oh, her eyes aren't focused on like Visor 3 in front of her. Oh, now her eyebrows are moving up and down. Oh, now her mouth is opening and now it's smiling. Like, what the fuck? Just focus. (laughs) Like, if you wanted to sell me on the, like, oh, maybe her yerk was just, like, a little too, like, having a little too much fun with her face controls, and was just like, oh, look at this, look at that, I can wiggle my ears, like, look what I can do. Yeah, like, Axe gets really excited about speaking. Like, if you wanted to convince me that this yerk gets really excited about making facial expressions, then sure, but she would... From an acting perspective, I was just like, fucking stop, just pick an expression and commit. Oh my god. She is... The classic actor that pulls focus. Oh, she just ate scenery with her face. And like, what I love about her is like, at any point, anybody in the production could have been like, okay, we're going to like give your lines to the guy next to you and like push you a little bit further back because you have stuff going on. (laughs) And they were like, fuck no, that's our girl. Put her front and center. Let her act her way out of this. Oh my God. She's uh, honestly... I can tell you right now, the only thing I can picture about her is her haircut and her mouth. Yeah. And, like, everything else is just a blur. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So. She was great. This woman's here. This man is here. They're talking to Visor 3 on some hollow caster thing. Like, help Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're our only hope type of situation. Um, The red-haired man is like, let's take them now. And Visitor 3 is like, no, we have to wait until they all congregate together and we'll take them as a group. The woman smiles and wiggles her eyebrows multiple times at the guy <laughs> who looks over at the radar screen. She's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. And, ugh, I can't. 
<laughs> I'm glad you got such a kick out of her because I was in a rage. I loved her so oh much. God. I was like, this woman is everything and She's more. She's so much. She's so fucking much, but I just, I couldn't. I, she was just so fun. Like, she didn't do a good job or anything. She was just great, though. <sighs> she was just fun to watch. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> All right. We're back with the boys. We're back to Marco, who's demorphing from a rat. He spits out something, and he's like, I don't even like sunflower, sunflower seeds. seeds. Or lint! Which, like, that's yeah. pretty good. Um, Scott lost his mind at that. He's like, how can you not fucking like sunflower seeds? And I was like, just watch. Just watch. <laughs> shut up and watch. Um, just shut up and watch this. Jake is standing guard. Um, Jake is like, okay, just hand over the disc so we can get out of here. Marco looks slightly concerned, pats his pockets, and looks guilty. Jake is like, what? And Marco's like, oh, don't worry. I put the disc down before I morphed into a rat. I know exactly where it is. Then why did you pat I don't know! <laughs> like, I did, this fucking... Yeah. I'm gonna blame the director for that. For being like, Boris, do this thing that makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna act in... in bad faith there and blame the director (laughs) (laughs) well our kids are making great choices so i agree it's the director's fault is faultless in this moment um he is and all moments um so they walk through the mall and they come up to this like trash can jake's like okay where is it marco's like i put it down next to these old fast food bags oh wait the bags are gone too and he's like digging through the trash (laughs) at this point they look over, they spot a janitor hauling some trash bags in his little janitor cart. Um, Jake and Mark kind of look at each other, and then Jake, like, hops over the bench, and they run after this guy. There's a really amazing camera zoom on these two boys running into this hallway. <laughs> it's just so much. <laughs> it's like, whoa! <laughs> they, I feel like the editors really got very experimental with the zooms in this episode, because there's a lot of really this- big ones. For no reason. There's a lot of zooms, and there's an awful lot of slow-mo sandwiches going on as yeah. well. Yeah. I I can't even process them anymore. <laughs> I kind of, like, don't notice all of them. Because I'll, like, notice the first <laughs> three or four, and then I'll be like, I don't even know what's happening anymore. Yeah. Like, ugh. It's just part of the landscape now. I'm just so overwhelmed by everything that's going on. Pretty much. <laughs> Um, so they go outside, there's a big dumpster that says Waste Co. on the side. Um, the janitor's throwing the bags into the dumpster. Marco and Jake run up, and Marco's like, hey, did you sweep up, like, a little disc thing? And the janitor's like, I just sweep it up, I don't catalog it. Anything I sweep up is in this bag. So he holds up the bag, and then he chucks it into the dumpster, and he's just like, (laughs) in there, have fun, and he just fucking leaves. (laughs) Like, holy shit, what a power move. This guy gives no fucks. <laughs> He's like, listen, I clean up your shit all fucking day. You figure this one out, you asshole. I fucking love him so much. I love I this love janitor. It. I love him. Like, I do not get paid enough to help you find your stupid shit. <laughs> Goodbye. And, like, under the guise of being helpful, like, oh, sure, everything I sweep up is in this bag. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And he just smiles, and he's like, have fun. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. 
<laughs> I like Sean kind of like looked back and I'm like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Sean always wants to see the good in he people. He does. <laughs> in that moment, there was no good in that janitor. Yeah. Um. He's possibly the most evil character <laughs> in the show thus far. <laughs> oh no, he's the true villain. He's the true villain of the series. This I mean, I'm on his side. Like, if some kid left one of their toys, like, by a trash can and then was like, I can't find it, help me find it, sir. I'll be like, no, I don't get paid enough, you find it. Um, so he leaves, and Marco's like, okay, well, you know, it's probably just in the bag, it shouldn't be too hard to find. So he and Jake climb over the side of the dumpster and look in, and then the camera kind of, like, zooms out, and there's so much shit in there. <laughs> Marco's like, uh-oh, we have a problem. Jake looks at him and he goes, we? Fucking amazing, Sean. Thank you. Thank you for gracing us with your acting Sean. presence. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah, Sean, you've you've earned your five stars already. We're, we're only halfway through the episode. Oh my god. Fucking hell. Listen, they've all earned their five stars and we're only halfway through the episode. <laughs> So we cut to Marco. He's up to his chest in trash. Um, Jake's like, any luck? Marco's like, oh yeah, tons of fun. Um, Jake is like leaning against the side of the dumpster and he's holding Marco's jacket for him, which I thought was really adorable. That is that is fucking okay, adorable. Okay, I'm glad you thought so. Because I was like, aw, that's cute. He could have just like dumped it on the ground, <laughs> but he's like holding it nicely. Yeah. Oh shit, I loved it. Um... Marco starts complaining about morphing into the guard, and he's like, whose idea was that anyway? Jake's like, it was yours. And Marco's like, oh, well, why didn't you stop me? I'm worried about your judgment. And Jake's like, yeah, I think I am slipping a little. I let you come up with a plan. And Boris makes an amazing, like, (laughs) mocking face at him. I love this entire exchange. Um, And then Jake's like, all right, I'm hungry. I'm going to go get some food. Do you want me to get you something? Marco pulls out a plastic cup with a banana peel inside, and he's like, no thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So Jake leaves. He's like, I'll be right back. Fucking great job to both of these guys. So funny. So fucking good. You feel the friendship, and you feel just, oh, my God. Their chemistry is just so So Like, it just gets better and better. It does. Um, so Jake turns the corner to leave. Just as he steps off camera, a garbage truck pulls up behind him. We all know where this is going. Um, yeah. drives over the dumpster, picks it up, and starts, like, lifting it. Marco's like, whoa, what the fuck? And he starts yelling and, like, trying to climb out of the dumpster. And it throws him in the back. Uh, Marco emerges from a pile of trash. And the truck puts the dumpster back down and starts backing up. Okay, forgive me, I don't know how dumpsters work. I guess, like, once they're in the container, like, the the wall, the front wall starts moving backwards to, like, crush the trash? I think the back wall moves forwards to move all the trash towards the front of the truck so they can keep dumping things okay. in the back of it. Okay. It was some sort okay. of, like, Star Wars A New Hope. They're getting crushed it, in the trash exactly compactor what I situation. Also, I think they used a stunt double for Boris. I was wondering... This- it, it looks like a much older dude, like just, and like they tried to hide it really well. Like all you see in one shot is like his back and his hands on the side of yeah. the thing. And then there's another shot where it's just him quickly falling through the frame with the trash. But like, it was 
different enough that it left a very distinct, like, is that a stuntman kind of a thing? I would really like Boris's perspective on this. Like, what it was like to film <laughs> the up. crash scene. Yeah. Like, if we ever, like, you know, have another kind of, like, interview with him, this is going to be on my list of yeah. questions. Like, hey, t- tell us about the trash scene. Because... We might want to start writing yeah. those down. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, shit. So, Marco's going to get crushed to death. And he screams and is freaked. Um, Jake comes back. He's got some food. Um, he bangs on the side of the container. He's like, Marco, how's it going? There's no answer, of course. So he bangs on the side of the container. Marco, how's it going? Then he notices the garbage truck pulling away. So he climbs over the side of the dumpster and looks inside to find it empty. He looks back at the truck, which is pulling away faster now. He says, oh, man. And then my least favorite thing in the world happens. He has to throw away his food that he bought. <laughs> he morphs into Homer and starts running after the truck. <laughs> R.I.P. Jake's hot dog or whatever uh, it was. Yeah, it's gone. I fucking hate that so much. I hate it when a character buys food and then they immediately have to drop it to go do something. I hate it so much. So at this point, Scott turned to me and he goes, did he ever do the M&M thing? And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he goes, you know when he bought the M&Ms with his dad's money and then has to leave it? And I was like, no! <laughs> Yeah, so we get to revisit your favorite thing that happens. Oh, the only thing that made it bearable was that there was a dog, like, one second later. But, yeah, when he dropped that, that food in the dumpster, I was like, no! No, he's just gonna leave no. it. No. Jake. <laughs> Jake, oh, no. It sucks so bad. His Coke and his hot dog. I need a break. Let's go back and see what the girls are doing. Okay. Okay, we're back at the sharing. Uh... Cassie's looking at a model ship in a glass case for reasons. I don't know. Who, who can tell at this point? She's doing anything. She, like yeah. us, is trying to find fucking anything to focus on that will let her look away from the people that she's supposed to be repeatedly smiling at. <laughs> and it gets more awkward every smile because you've already made eye contact and smiled. And then you're like, fuck, am I a robot? Can I keep doing this? So you just look around, you're like, oh, a ship in a bottle. I've always been interested in this. I always will be interested in this. And this is now my lot in life to be interested in this particular thing. I mean, I get why she's looking at it. I'm just not sure why it's there. Oh, no. No, fucking, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It just doesn't it's matter It's there for this, this situation. Thank God. It's there for this exact moment. Oh yeah. Nadia was, was me in this moment and I was her. Ugh, yes. We are one. <laughs> Uh, so she's checking this shit oh. out. Melissa walks up to her and she's like, oh, thanks for coming with me. And Cassie responds, no problem. And then because we can't ever have him come directly on camera, he always has to announce himself first. A voice says, hey, Cassie. She turns in slow motion and Tom is there. Christ. <laughs> That's like his gimmick. I'm almost surprised that they don't have him talking in third person. <laughs> like, right? The Tom has arrived. <laughs> the Tom. The, the boulder is conflicted. <laughs> the Tom would like you to come to the sharing. <laughs> <laughs> the Tom insists there's lots of girls at the sharing. <laughs> the Tom does not need to do basketball anymore. It was just distracting <laughs> the Tom from other things. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> We've made him so much better. We've elevated him. Oh, no. Not again. <laughs> uh. 
So Tom's fucking here. Of course he is. It's like, Cassie, what are you doing here? Cassie's like, oh, I came with Melissa and Rachel. Tom kind of smiles and nods approvingly, and he's like, now if we could just get my useless brother to come along, maybe you could uh, talk him into it. And he's being super fucking creepy, and I hate it. It's so <laughs> creepy, and the implications, that's like, you get to yeah! talk him into it? What the fuck? Talk him into it. And the way he's looking at her is so nasty, and Nadia makes the best fucking face of, like, barely contained disgust. Yes. And I loved it. Yeah. Ugh. And thank the gods, at that moment, Rachel walks up and she's like, oh my god, yes, my friend is here, I am saved. Um, Rachel is like, hey, so we better get going, it's getting late, and kind of like looks at Cassie like, hey, like we gotta go. Yeah. Um, Cassie picks up her bag and Tom is like, hey, cuz, what's your hurry? And Rachel says, she's not feeling well. Um, she says goodbye to Melissa and her cousin, Tom, and she and Cassie turn away. Then Tom and Melissa kind of look at each other for some reason. I don't know why. Um, I have no clue. Uh, Rachel and Cassie walk out of the room with their arms around each other. It's really cute. And Rachel's like, I have so much to tell you. And then she kind of pats Cassie on the back, which I really loved. Yes. Um, and they, they go out the door. The camera pans back over to Tom, who looks exasperated or annoyed i'm not sure uh i think kind of annoyed yeah it's it's hard to tell i wanted to hang out with my cousin rachel and her friend cassie but they're gone oh my god can we just talk about how good of a job brooke did though in that scene like yes first of all let's go home it's getting late why are you leaving i feel sick like why did he even ask she just told you she was leaving but okay whatever and then just heard, like, oh, I feel sick. And I swear to God, the original line was, you know, like, woman problems. And they just <laughs> had to cut it. Like, oh, no. It was on the tip of her tongue. I could see it going down. Yeah. And then they cut. Yeah. Um, yep. And then also, like, just how she, like, Tom is not doing anything to be like, this is my cousin. Like, he says, hey, cuz. But then, like, nothing he does says it. But when she turns and she goes, okay, cuz, see you later, like, mocking him. It is so fucking good. I'm like, thank God somebody brought some game to this thing today. She did a great job. She did a great job. And I loved... I I felt the friendship, too, between Cassie and Rachel. Finally! I'm getting it, finally! Yes. (laughs) We cut back to your favorites in the van. (laughs) <laughs> she's back and she looks at the radar screen and says the signal is back at the mall did it ever leave the mall though yeah to go Whatever. to the dump i get oh yeah that's right <laughs> whatever visitor three is like time to move in we go back to the internet cafe jake and a very filthy marco walk in go sit down next to rachel and cassie at a table rachel's like where have you guys been and Cassie's like, why does it stink in here? Oh my god, and Marco, her face work too. Her face, is, oh my god. Oh. And Marco kind of looks at her, but he says nothing. <laughs> as, <laughs> as if he's hoping that she'll just like eventually just give up. Um, <laughs> fucking Jake looks like a tired dad after a long day of bullshit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he does. He does! He's just like, oh, I'm so exhausted. I had to go get my son out of the dump. He, like, perfected the whole, like, 
I'm so fucking disappointed in you look. Which is very, like, it's very Jake-like. Because, you know, especially Marco kept commenting in the books, like, oh yeah, Jake, you know, looks like an old man in a kid's body. Yep. (laughs) Like, I feel like Sean's really just embodying that with this whole, like, tired dad thing. Sean fucking nailed that. Rachel starts talking about everything she found out at the sharing. I will not recap it because it's, as you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, Cassie finally deduces that it's Marco that smells really bad <laughs> and continues to make the greatest facial expressions. Yeah, her face work fucking A++++. Oh, my God. So good. And Marco's like, what? <laughs> um, Jake explains that Marco has spent most of the day in various forms of trash and had to bail him out of the city dump. The girls are laughing. They're having a good time. Marco's like, yeah, long story, but here's the punchline. And he holds up the disc. He got it back. Good job. He did it. But did he? Oh, did he, though? Um, we cut back to our, our goon controllers. Um, they've added a third who has the greatest 90s men haircut. That is because, as Scott pointed out correctly, that is the David Duchovny. Is it? It is. I was thinking Kurt Russell, but sure. That's the Duchovny. The Duchovny. That is, they went and like, do, 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 onto this guy. Boo, 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 boo. <laughs> yep. Oh my god. Uh. Um, they are all holding various things. Um. <laughs> are they? Are they yes. holding various things? Oh my god. So the woman's holding... A triangle tracker thing. <laughs> and I thought the red-haired guy was holding a flashlight. Yes. I realized later that this must be a Drake and Beam. This is, yeah. Did you realize that because that was what we called out in the Discord when talking about this? No, it was when uh, the elevator came down oh, and both the okay. guys kind of held it up like that. Yeah. That is the furthest thing from a Draken beam that I imagined. Yes. Like, that's literally a flashlight. I was picturing, like, a fucking, like, actual gun. Yes. Yeah. Whatever. What the fuck ever. It was cheaper to just get a flashlight and put, like, a thing no, on it. No, it wasn't, though, because, like, <laughs> like we bitch about in the Discord, there was so many Nerf guns on sale at that time. Yeah. It would literally have been cheaper to go down to the store, buy a couple Nerf guns, and, like, mod them out with some modeling clay and a fucking X-Acto blade to make it all nicked up. Like, there was... Okay, but is that faster than just getting a flashlight? <sighs> I mean... <laughs> God, technically no, but, like... <sighs> <sighs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, okay, it's not faster than just getting a flashlight off the shelf and fucking and they're in California so there's fucking earthquakes all the time they probably just have flashlights everywhere <laughs> but still <sighs> sorry yeah. sorry i got so it's, mad it's okay it's yeah it's a good thing to get mad over jesus fucking christ fucking terrible so they're they're there they're at the mall they're ready to party the kids are looking at the disc rachel is taking it out of the thing and looking at it Jake is, like, bragging about how the Yerks had it, but they got it back this afternoon, and and they wanted to trade an Andalite for, for the disc, but they outsmarted them, blah, blah, blah. And he's so fucking proud of himself, and Rachel's like, yeah, you're a fucking idiot, this isn't the disc. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the boys are like, huh? And Rachel's like, this isn't the disc, it's heavier than I remember. And she hands a disc to Cassie, who says, like, 
Yeah, and it's warm, like it's on or something. <laughs> and then, her, like, realization dawns over her face, and all the kids kind of look at each other like, oh, shit. You know what I've always said about Rachel? One of my favorite traits of her is her absolute huh. perfect memory of how much every item she's ever touched has weighed. <laughs> <laughs> they don't they don't brag on it enough in the books, but it's very important to her character. Oh, my God. Sorry. <laughs> Continue. I just... I just buy that, though. I feel like Rachel would, you know, pay attention to that shit. It's like, I didn't, like, I wasn't like, oh, that's weird. No, I, I totally believe it. I mean, the only reason I thought it was weird was because it was just so specific. But, like, that absolutely could be written into, like, you could play this up. Like, sometimes she's handed, like, a necklace or something. And she'd be like, oh, that's not real gold. I know the weight of yeah! real gold. Like- <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Well, and meanwhile, I'm just going, like, thank God for the girls who, yeah. like, figured this out in, like, two seconds instead of running around the goddamn creation like the boys did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's another scene later that pisses me off so much, though, with the girls and boys uh, thing. Oh, yeah. I yeah. think I know which one. Yeah. Ugh. I'm sure you do. We're back in the mall. We're in the foyer. And... <laughs> It made me really nostalgic for the 90s. And then the camera does a super intense, rapid, fast double zoom at the controllers that are like 50 meters away walking across this bridge. And it was just like, vroom! Yeah. I cackled like a fucking hyena. Oh my god. (laughs) It was so much. Um, And Oh, and it gets worse. The fucking, the guy with the bad haircut fucking kicks open the door to the internet cafe like a tool. And they walk in with their trackers and their draken beams like Charlie's fucking angels. <laughs> and they just think they're so fucking cool in this moment. They do. They really do. Ugh. And they hone in on the signal and they approach the table that the kids were just at. They only find Marco's jacket, Rachel's bag, and a bunch of homework scattered around. Yep. Which I'm like, why didn't you just take your shit with you, though? I have no idea. Um... Cut to the kids who are walking up the stairs and across a bridge somewhere else in the mall. Cassie's like, we've got to ditch the disc. And Marco's like, well, let's leave them a message. Something moving. Comprende? And Jake is like, how about an escalator? And Marco's like, no, idiot. Elevator. Jake's like, that's genius. And the girls are like, what? Because they're probably thinking like, oh, let's just like dump the disc in a garbage can and fucking leave. Exactly. Throw it in a fucking fountain. Like, yeah. Jesus. But again, it's complicating this whole thing. So Jake and Marco go into a store that's nearby and there's like a cardboard cutout of a lizard monster that's like sitting outside this store. One and I'm like, what? what? A more convincing hork than what we saw in episode one. Oh my God, right? <laughs> Sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to say, why did they go into the store? Did they go into the store so they could buy the cardboard cutout? Oh my god, I so hope they bought it instead of just taking it. Oh my god. To get permission from the manager to borrow it for like 10 minutes. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. Oh my god, genius. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) So we cut back to the controllers and they're riding the escalator up. As they reach the top, the woman says, the signal is going up. So they, start, they turn to the left, they start walking, and then the red haired goes, wait, now it's moving down. So they go back down the escalator. <laughs> and I guess they deduce that it's coming from the elevator. So they, they fucking run over to the elevator and wait outside. 
And as the elevator car arrives, there's a freaky close-up of the woman saying, <laughs> "There ours." So and I see what you mean about the hair and the and the mouth. Yes, it's all I can picture is that like, oh my god, it was the weirdest combination. I have no clue if she sold me on that line because she could have fucking said anything and I was just enthralled. I don't know the tone she said it in. I don't know why she said it. I'm just enthralled with her. It's like the Rocky Horror Picture Lips. Oh my god, it is. But like darker. Like not bright red. Oh, it's crazy. Yes. It was a lot. And like, I can't even... How did she even deliver the line with how much mouth movement she made? There are ours. There are ours. There are ours. Oh, Christ. Love her. Greatest asset to this show other than... I mean... (laughs) Until we made the whole story for Hans and Strudel. Yeah. Hans and Strudel, I stand forever. Yeah, they're kind of my favorites now because we gave them that whole adventure. That's true. But anyways, oh. this is this is about the controller with the bangs that just Viv- Vivian. keep on giving. Vivian. Her, na- her name's Vivian. That's what I've decided. Perfect. I love it. So Vivian's ready for these kids or Andalites or whatever. Um, the doors ding open, and it reveals the cardboard cutout of the lizard monster with the disc shoved in its face for some reason. The controllers are like, what the fuck? Uh. And then they fucking leave. <laughs> and they just leave it there. Yeah. I don't know. And then we cut up to the kids who are watching from the second floor, and they all kind of look at each other like, oh, yeah, we're awesome. And they yeah. congratulate each other, and they leave. Good job, The final guys. scene. Good job. You guys are really smart. I mean, I guess Marco did say they wanted to leave a message. Yeah. As if the cardboard cutout was kind of like a fuck you. But really, they could have just dropped the disc somewhere and left. Yeah, they didn't have to take that sort of risk to leave a Yeah. Message. They didn't have to spend $20 on a cardboard cutout of a lizard monster. <laughs> I assume it was only $20. It could have been upwards of 40 Yeah, I remember wanting to get, like, a Legolas cutout, and it was, like, $80 or something. Yeah, that's. I feel like they really gouged you on the prices, though, because Lord of the Rings was so popular. Especially Legolas. Especially, especially. life-size cardboard cutout. Anyway! Yeah, um, I've wanted one of Danny DeVito for a long time. <laughs> you mean Visitor 3? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. In my oh, dream, God. he's Visitor 3. Shit. He is in our hearts and minds. He is. Um, Okay, last scene. Yeah. Kids are walking next to a baseball field. Rachel's like, it's amazing how Jake and Marco can say so few words to each other, but they can each come up with a plan. And Marco's like, I would explain it to you, but you wouldn't get it. It's a guy thing. Yeah. Which, like, whatever. Fuck off. Whatever, Marco. I bet Rachel and Cassie can do the same thing. We can communicate with simply a look. <laughs> yes. <sighs> yes, precisely. But then it's cute because the girls kind of scoff and Marco's like, they don't get it. And Jake's like, it's okay. We get it. And he pats Marco on the back, which I thought was adorable. <laughs> um, then he and Marco start arguing about fiberglass versus nylon again. Yeah. Um, Jake's narration plays over saying, I guess everything hasn't changed. Some things stay the same, like knowing who your friends are. And then Marco chimes in, By the way, it was Nylon, but I let Jake think he was right. You gotta let him win every once in a while. And Jake's like, I heard that! (laughs) 
And as they're walking away from the baseball field, we get a shot of a hawk watching them before it flies away. Yeah, and I missed most of the ending dialogue between Jake and Marco because Scott immediately spotted the abandoned baseball equipment. And he's like, who just leaves their shit lying out like that? Where, where are the kids? You can't just leave your shit like that. You gotta clean that shit up. Like, <laughs> I was like, please just let me watch this. Scott's focusing on the important things. I guess. <sighs> Man. But yeah, and then the hawk is watching them. And then Scott, of course, made sure to rewind to show me the Jesses and the, the bands on the hawk. And I'm like, yes. Thanks, Scott. I didn't notice the giant Jesses on its legs. Yeah, come on. Oh, oh my God. God damn it. So yeah, that's the episode. We did it. It was so fun. Fucking great and funny, and I loved it. It was it was amazing. I loved it so much. I love so much about the the fucking that woman in her hair. Next level, <laughs> just next fucking level. Oh, that's definitely the most '90s thing I've ever seen, and there was a lot of that in this episode. So much, so much '90s shit, and all like I loved how many times when those three controllers would enter a room, they'd start at their shoes and then pan up. And I was always looking at their shoes like, oh, what are they wearing? <laughs> fucking like platform fucking clog situation. Doc for her. Martin platforms. Yes, yes. Doc Martins for sure. <laughs> Christ. Oh, Ugh. so good. Yeah. Man, what a good show. What a great show we're I'm, watching. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Even if we're just kind of ripping it apart. I mean, like, I feel like we're ripping very specific aspects of it apart and like really loving other aspects of it. Yeah. Yeah. There's genuinely some very good things about it. For sure there are. <sighs> I need my son though. Where is Axe? Is he coming <laughs> up soon? I know he's coming up soon. He's coming up soon. He'll be here soon. Okay. This is the other reason we had to switch to weekly, so that we didn't go too long without Axe. It's true. Shall Distinct. we rate characters? Yeah, let's rate I mean, we already kind of gave it away midway through. But yeah, let's rate characters. Let's, fucking, uh, let's talk about my name is Jake. Fucking Sean 5, Jake. I don't even know. Still a 5, I think, for Jake. You think? Here's... Here's my argument as to why Jake also deserves a five. Because Jake being exasperated with Marco after the whole dump situation. <laughs> that was good. Jake looking at palm pilots. Ridiculous. <laughs> the whole dumpster scene where he's like, here on your own, Marco. Goodbye. <laughs> like, Oh, and holding his jacket for him. Well, yeah, it was adorable he was holding his jacket for him. But he definitely did pull rank on Marco. Like, not That's my true. job. And I loved that. I love yeah, so many interactions. Okay. Yes. You've convinced me. Yeah. I was just thinking more about their, their tomfoolery. Which is still very funny, though. Yes. And the email thing was not anyone's fault except for the writers. Yeah, that was entirely <laughs> on the writers. There was, like, I couldn't even contemplate the email plan because the dialogue was so fucking insane. That I yeah. was like, you know, there's so many things that could go, like, they can track you to the computer. Why would you respond to an email from, like, random? Like, there's so many things security-wise where I'm like, this is dumb. But, like, yeah. all of that is washed away by the idiocy of the dialogue in that scene. Yeah. <sighs> Fucking hell. Uh, all right. <sighs> Let's talk about Rachel. Oh, my God. Fuck. <laughs> 
Just fives. Just fives. Well, of course I'm going to give her fives. Although we never deduced what happened to her in her fly morph when she got quote unquote squished. I just assumed it wasn't her. It was some other fly. Some other fly. Or like she sped out of there so quickly that we just didn't see it. Maybe. I think it was some other fly. Or a spider maybe? A fucking spider? Because I couldn't get a fake fly. Yeah. Uh, she was safely somewhere else. Yes, the whole time. But yes, I loved her. I loved her interactions with Cassie and Melissa. Yes. And she's still looking out for Tobias. Still. Like, still. one other person asked about him briefly, but she's like, you know. Yeah. She's <sighs> the only she's one actively, actively doing anything. Yeah, and still, like, trying to go into meetings to seek him out and find out information so they can find him and blah, blah, blah. Yep. yep. Oh, Rachel. Brooke's great, too. She also, also five for Brooke. Great acting. Yes. Yes. Love her. Back up into the yes. bathroom stall. Excellent idea. Good choice. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have that in my notes, but I just remembered it. And I was like, I'm going to call this out because I loved it. <laughs> Excellent. I'm glad you did, because that's not something I would have thought to mention. And then you brought it up, and I was like, that is very good. Um, we can't talk about Tobias. He wasn't really in this. No, he wasn't. So, sorry, guys. We just kind of got to skip that. And uh, I guess sorry, we go I... to Nadia and Cassie. Fucking so good. Oh, my so God. So good. Just, she embodied every anxious feeling I have in a weird social situation that I didn't even want to go to in the first place. Like, oh my god. Yes. Uh. Yes. And, like, because she did all of that work, she so much sold me on, like, the very sweet Cassie vibes that, like, yeah. I've come to know and love. Yeah. <sighs> like, I really don't want to be here, but I'm too polite to say so yeah and like i'm gonna be nice and i'm gonna be polite but like dear god get me out of the situation <laughs> i just feel that so hard i yeah. felt that that emotion yeah she she was great she was uh, great the whole time and yeah. her and brooke interaction yeah that you already talked about this so good fuck it yeah so fives for both fives for both easy Easy fives for both. Um, yes. <sighs> All right. Let's talk about Marco and Boris. My God. <laughs> I felt like this episode was like 90% Marco. Uh, yeah. Which is not a bad thing. I'm just. No. He had so much to do. And like he had a wide variety of things to do. Like especially with the trash can. Like there was a lot more like physical humor. I think in this episode. <laughs> than before. I agree. And he also had, like, the widest amount of stuff to portray between, like, the joking with Jake and then, like, a lot of the good goofs, the thievery, <laughs> the trash can horror as the thing crushed him, the, yeah. like, complete, like, just, like, astonishment with uh, with Nadia when she was pointing out how bad he smelled and she didn't realize it was him. And he's like, are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? Look at me. Like, <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> Um, yeah, he just did, like, I really, in episode four, it just really feels like they're writing Marco as the main character, almost. Yeah, definitely, I feel that way. Yeah. <sighs> did we give him ratings, or did we just talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fives, they all get fives. Yeah, they get fives. 
Even Tobias, he wasn't there. If he were there, he'd get a five. Yeah, he gets a five for me, just because he's a fucking bird, man. He's he just a, a bird, man. He's just a bird, man. <laughs> um, Hans and Strudel get oh my God. tens. Yeah, I was going to say ten as well. Awesome. Straight up, Hans and Strudel both get tens. Fucking everyone. Everyone. But yeah, all the controllers were great. Melissa yeah. was great. Melissa was great. She's so, like, sweet. She's just, like, she's just, I don't know. She's somebody you look at and you're just like, oh, you're sweet. Seeing her face and, like, seeing her, like, acted as a person, I felt so much more bad for her. Yes! Oh, my God, yeah. Like, in the books, like, she's obviously there, but I I didn't, and I did feel bad for her a lot, but, like, actually putting a face to her is like, oh, no! Yeah, and especially- You get the shittiest deal. She does, and, like, especially such a sweet and innocent face. It's like, oh, no, not her. She's so nice. (laughs) Oh, wait. Is it a Rachel episode next? One can dream. Because, like, they haven't done the second book yet. They've basically done the first book. Yeah. And then this this episode, I don't even know what it was. Um, (laughs) Just kind of a one-off adventure. Um. But yeah, oh yeah, it might be see. Rachel next. I hope so. I assumed it was Tobias because he's like the last it. thing we saw. Oh yay, Rachel! Yes. Fluffer McKitty, Fluffer McKitty, he's gonna come and snuggle with you. You bet he is. Yay! I'm ready. Fluffer McKitty, Fluffer McKitty. Yeah, it looks like this is book two up next. Fluffer McKitty show! What else? What else we got? I guess I could give out links and email addresses. Should I do that? I guess so. Okay. Uh, I guess if you want to talk to me about which uh, controller is your favorite, or if you want to send me the fully written and completed Hans and Strudel story, please, <laughs> <laughs> please do that at anonymousanimorse at gmail.com. Nope. Yes, that's correct. Or <laughs> or you can uh, do post a link on Facebook. This would be awesome. Post it to either our Facebook group, which is just Anwar Synonymous, or go to our super secret, super awesome Andalite Bandalites group, which is facebook.com slash group slash Anwar Synonymous. Or you can tweet at me at Anwar Synon, or you can send it to me on Instagram, I guess. But that's a picture site, so I wouldn't recommend that method. But if that's all you got, it's <laughs> at Anwar Synonymous. So. Or, or, or you can put it on our Discord server that we have. Um, yeah if you want the link to that please add us on any of the channels we just listed and we'll get you the link and we'll get you in the group it's super fun everyone's really great and it's a good time it is it's a great time it brings me joy i will not marie kondo the discord (laughs) it's true um shit well what if i'm sick of talking to everybody and i just want to go read a fucking great comic uh, you can read my comic. It's called Beside You. You can go read that at bsideyoucomic.com. It's about music and romance. It's really great. I also have a Patreon, and it's like 10 pages ahead. So you Patreon. can see what ha- Patreon! You can see what happens there. Please, you can, go You look. can really look at the lightning drawing and just really admire it. It's great. I draw a lot of lightning. What? <laughs> what did you sing? Uh... You know, queen. Oh, I went 
a different route. That's fine. Yeah. Well, it's, I guess our friendship's over. <laughs> oh, no. I blew it. <laughs> no, it was just because we went two different ways. We're separate, separate paths. It's fine. We'll come back together. Okay. Uh, if you like comic books and you're like, I've read all of Casey's, so where do I turn to next? <laughs> well, let's travel back in time. Let's talk about Superboy from the 90s. There's this podcast about it. Sometimes I'm on it. I don't I don't really understand how or why, since I know nothing about Superboy, but I do voice characters, and it's called From Cadmus to Crisis, a Superboy podcast. And uh, it's pretty great. I enjoy doing it a lot. So check that out. Yay! Please. Oh, also, I forgot you can find our podcast anywhere. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, pretty much anywhere. We're doing it, guys. We're doing it. Like, I assume if they're listening to it right now, they've picked a service and are going to stick with it. But just in case you don't like it, you can find us anywhere. Like, if you have to boycott it for some reason. Like, yeah. I used to be all about the iPhone, but now I'm on Android and I can't get iTunes on my Android phone because reasons. You can Ugh. switch. We're on we're on Google Play. Don't don't kid yourself. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. Like the Yerks. Oh fuck. Oh no. Oh beans. Oh beans. Alright, well that's all I've got. <laughs> I'm just gonna end it on all oh, beans. Oh beans. Oh beans. Let's make, like, Rachel and politely excuse ourselves because we're not feeling well. Oh, my God. Don't leave me in this podcast. Let me out with you. (laughs) Take me gently into your arms and lead me out of this podcast, please. Oh, no. (laughs) I will wrap my arm around you and we shall leave. Thank you. Thank you for comforting me in this trying time as we end this podcast. (laughs) All right, we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye.